You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, winter weather is adjusting a lot of action around the SEC. We're going to give you the latest on all of the latest postponements. Uh, also, Mac Jones climbing up some draft boards. One former coach believes he might even be better than Trevor Lawrence at the next level. And a sad day uh, for the SEC as one Tim Tebow officially retires his baseball career. Not uh, retiring from broadcasting, but he is now retired from football. And baseball. So we'll get into that. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the around the conference. All right, the big news that came out yesterday due to all the inclement weather across the South currently, all three rescheduled SEC basketball games that were supposed to take place this afternoon, those have all been postponed. I was really looking forward to some afternoon SEC basketball, but none of those games are going to be played today. And it was, I mean, it was going to be like 2 p.m. Central, Alabama playing, and then LSU at 4 o'clock Central. I mean, talking real afternoon on a Thursday SEC basketball. But uh, as of now, all the... Uh, all, all three of those games uh, have been postponed today. As of now, all the SEC men's basketball uh, games that will uh, are supposed to play on Saturday, those are still scheduled to be played. We'll continue, continue to track that and uh, see if they will all go on as scheduled. The uh, NCAA's recruiting dead period, which bars prospects from visiting college campuses, it's officially been extended again. The uh, head of... Uh, Penn Athletic Athletic Director and NCAA D1 Council Chair Grace Calhoun said, after careful consideration and all info, the council agreed that an extension of the dead period through May 31st was necessary. Uh, they said, however, there was a strong commitment to use the next several weeks to outline the transition plan back to recruiting activities post-June 1st. Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork reacted with disappointment on Twitter. He said, this is very disappointing. We've made many advancements in uh, COVID protocols like rapid testing, social distancing measures to safely host families and prospects on our campuses. If we don't have a clear plan for June 1st, we are doing many young people a disservice. It is time. With no official visits, some prospects and their families have paid their own way to go attend games this past season, sit in the stands, give themselves their own self-tour of the campus. But Wednesday's news uh, comes after last week's recommendation by the NCAA Football Oversight Committee to extend the recruiting dead period. So what does all that mean? It, it just stinks because I know these coaches, they want to get these kids on campus. They want to show them in person, you know, sell them on the program, sell them on the facilities. And for now, still they're saying you still cannot host recruits uh, through May 31st. So that's pretty disappointing. We'll see. Uh, let's cross our fingers and hope things get better and Hopefully by June 1st, recruits can start coming back onto campuses. Over in Knoxville, Tennessee, they introduced their new offensive coordinator, Alec, Alex Golesh, yesterday, and he was asked about how the new volunteer coaching staff plans to pick the first quarterback to start in Josh Heupel's offense. He said, quote, 
it's going to be a matter of finding the guy that can do both at a really high rate. There are guys here that have played, obviously, grad transfer Hendon Hooker, played at Virginia Tech, a considerable amount. Uh, it's going to be a matter of force-feeding it and seeing who can handle it from a mental aspect. Because of the importance placed on the quarterbacks in the system, he shared that he thinks it's going to take more than just the spring to determine who the quarterback will be. He said, I don't think we'll have an answer at the end of the spring. I think this is going to be a six-month process to get to week one and roll with the quarterback that you feel is most prepared and most functional in terms of running the offense. Uh, this spring, obviously, all eyes are going to be on sophomore Harrison Bailey, grad transfer Hennon Hooker, and, of course, incoming freshman Caden Salter. All competing for that starting job for Tennessee. Do you really think we're going to wait until week one of the fall, though, to name a starter at Tennessee? Uh, also with the Vols, Pete Thamel shared on Twitter yesterday that uh, Tennessee has finalized the deal to make Willie Martinez their defensive backs coach. Football Scoop elaborated that Martinez is going to coach the cornerbacks with defensive coordinator Tim Banks coaching the safeties. And one more Vol note, the more time that goes on, the less likely it looks like Cody Brown or Dylan Brooks will ever suit up for Tennessee. Both players signed with the Vols during the latest early signing period, but that was when Jeremy Pruitt was still the head coach. Following his dismissal, both Brown and Brooks are continuing to explore options elsewhere. On Wednesday morning, Brown announced he plans to enter the NCAA transfer portal. He has yet to enroll at Tennessee as he was not an early enrollee. After issuing the statement, Brown clarified that Tennessee has already released him from his national letter of intent. It's a four-star Georgia native rated the number 10 running back prospect in the nation. Not long after Brown issued his statement, Brooks shared the simple message of free me on Twitter. Brooks was the highest rated signee, signee in Tennessee's recruiting class. Over at Texas A&M, their 2022 recruiting class got a little bit better as they added a their first receiver to the class, six foot five, 180-pound Noah Thomas out of Clear Springs High School in Houston. He announced his pledge to join Jimbo Fisher's program on Wednesday. Becomes the sixth commitment for the Aggies. AM's current recruiting class ranks number eight nationally and number three in the SEC for next year. Over in the softball news, all of Arkansas softball games in Arlington, Texas have been canceled this weekend. The Razorbacks were originally scheduled to play five games in Arlington versus Texas State, Abilene Christian, UT Arlington, and Wichita State. Arkansas has had nine consecutive games canceled since a season-opening loss to Oklahoma State, and they're looking for some replacement games. Lastly, uh, SEC baseball gets underway this weekend. Really excited for that. I'm a big SEC baseball fan. A total of 76 SEC baseball games are slated to be televised this season. It was announced by the SEC. The SEC Network will air 59 of them, including Florida's home opener against Miami on Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. 16 games are slated for ESPNU throughout the season and one on ESPN2. Also, four games are scheduled to be televised on the SEC Network during the opening weekend of SEC play in late March. As we said, opening day is scheduled for this Friday. 11 SEC teams have been ranked in the top 25 of the preseason college baseball polls. I'm trying to keep tabs on everything. I did see LSU push back the start of their weekend series from Friday to Saturday. So they're going to play Saturday, Sunday, Monday because of all the inclement weather. And I'm sure some other SEC teams will be making adjustments as well. And there you go. That is around the conference. When we return... We'll tell you who thinks Mac Jones might be one of the best quarterbacks in this NFL draft class. We'll discuss that next. 
Quick minute here for our friends at rockauto.com. We tell you all the time, they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They got anything you need for your car, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, just about anything you need for your vehicle, it is there. Whether it's your classic car, your just your daily uh, commuter car, whatever it is, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique, very easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose from the brands and specifications and prices that you prefer. Just go put your make and model and you're in and boom, there it is, everything that you need. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low and the same for the pros or do-it-yourselfers like you and I. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts at those stores all around town? Just get it delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts your car or truck need and make sure you're right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Hey, we got you covered with everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. I really like this story. I was uh, reading up. Uh, I, I, I'm a big draft net guy. I love to uh, get into a lot of um, the draft coverage. And Trevor Lawrence, look, we watched him play at Clemson. Generational talent has been words that have been used to describe him. But he's widely considered the top quarterback prospect for this year's draft. Well, one former NFL head coach ranks Alabama's Mac Jones as the best quarterback in this class with Trevor Lawrence behind him. June Jones, who coached the Atlanta Falcons and San Diego Chargers, coached in college, he told Yahoo Sports that he ranks Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence as his top three quarterbacks in this draft. When pressed to why he has Mac Jones as the best, he said he values Mac Jones as the draft's best quarterback because of his deep ball accuracy. He said, quote, Mac's deep ball accuracy is probably the best that I have graded in my years of coaching quarterbacks. He's almost at 55% over 20 yards, which is unbelievable. June Jones says if he were the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer, who hold the number one overall pick, he would trade it and take a quarterback with a later pick. Jones said, Trevor Lawrence, very talented kid. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a winner. He, uh, He can do things that other quarterbacks can't do, such as run. But what I've noticed is when you see him drop back and throw, let's say, a nine yard route down the field of those completions that he's had over 20 yards, a lot of times his receivers make great plays on those balls. Um, and going on to say about Matt Jones, rather, they weren't uh, his passes weren't right on the money. They weren't right in stride. The receivers sometimes had to work for the ball. Matt Jones being drafted by his hometown team make for a great story, but uh, it would come as a huge surprise if Urban Meyer's Jaguars drafted anyone other than Trevor Lawrence with that number one overall pick. We'll see what happens to the draft on April 29th. Speaking of the draft, the latest mock draft from CBS Sports currently has no SEC players going in the top four picks. That is quite a change. Um, can't remember the last time we didn't have an SEC player go with uh, in the first couple of picks. But they do have uh, former Georgia quarterback Justin Fields going fourth overall. Of course, he's at Ohio State. 
But the first SEC player they have going off the board, again, this is CBS Sports, the latest mock draft. They have Florida tight end Kyle Pitts going as the fifth overall pick in this year's draft to the Cincinnati Bengals. So be cool. He gets to pair up with former LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. I'm sure Burrow would appreciate having a big target like Kyle Pitts. But I, that's a shocker to me that, again, I like Kyle Pitts. I think he translates well to the NFL. I did not think he would be the highest rated SEC player in this draft. But again, it's one mock draft's opinion. Running through the rest, they have former LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase going seventh overall to the Detroit Lions. Which I'm sure new quarterback Jared Goff would appreciate there. You have to go all the way down to the 10th overall pick before you get to an Alabama player drafted. And cornerback Patrick Sertan, they have him going to the Cowboys. And they have Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle going 15th overall to the New England Patriots. The Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, they have going 17th overall to the Vegas Raiders. Former South Carolina defensive back J.C. Horn, they have projected to go 19th overall to the Washington football team. Georgia linebacker Aziz Ojolari goes 22nd overall to the Tennessee Titans. Big Alabama defensive lineman Christian Barrymore goes 25th overall to the Jaguars, which would pair him up with a couple of former uh, SEC D lineman and Josh Allen from Kentucky and Caleb on Chasson from LSU with the 28th overall pick. They have the new Orleans saints taking Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones, so the heir apparent to drew Brees Apparently uh, with the 29th pick, they have Florida wide receiver, Kadarius Tony going to the green Bay Packers. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would appreciate that. One of the big topics has been the fact the Packers have not taken a wide receiver in the first round in a really long time. So that would help out uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kadarius Tony, man. He has been uh, the talk of a lot of draft circles, people very high on him. With the 31st overall pick, they have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton. He would uh, get the pair up with last year's pick for Mississippi State and Willie Gay. And uh, that would be 11 SEC players going in the first round of this year's draft if those predictions are correct. Correct, uh, Namely, absent from this list, Alabama running back Najee Harris, who Mel Kuyper currently ranks as his 22nd best available player in this year's draft, as well as our buddy Kelvin Joseph, cornerback from Kentucky, who we just had on the podcast last week. Kuyper has him ranked 25th overall. Uh, other guys to keep an eye on, Alabama center Landon Dickerson, Alex Leatherwood, who they uh, project as a guard at the next level, as well as Georgia guard Ben Cleveland, are all guys who could potentially go high as well. They are all high on Mel Kuyper's best available board. So, anyway, NFL draft season is uh, you know still uh, the draft is still two months away, but this is draft season where a lot of discussion about risers and fallers and all that. But uh, fun to keep a track on all the SEC guys and see where they are uh, going to fall. And yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to see if, how many SEC guys we have. Eleven of them projected to go in the first round in this latest CBS Sports mock draft. But real interesting here, June Jones, very high on Mac Jones. Thinks he's the best quarterback in this draft. We will see. A lot of uh, a lot of talk of, you know, was Mac a, vic- not a victim of circumstance, but you know what I mean, where you played with five-star offensive linemen and five-star receivers all over. Let's see how he does going to an NFL team. Look, if he goes to the Saints, you're getting a really good offensive line. You know, former Tennessee running back Alvin Kamara there. 
So he would have some pieces around him. If he goes to a bad team, that would be uh, that would be rough. All right, when we return, Tim Tebow is calling it quits. We'll discuss that next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA is in full swing. College basketball, of course, the SEC basketball winding down. We've got a full slide of games coming up on Saturday. All of that stuff is there and available for you at betonline.ag. They even cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV, anything you want to bet on, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. If you go to their website right now, you can do so on your uh, laptop, your mobile device, your tablet, wherever you get the internet, basically, you can go uh, and find betonline.ag. You can sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 5-0, 50% when you use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. believe you got to do all caps, but put that in. When you sign up, you put in your first deposit, they will match it up to 50%, and betonline.ag, you'll be on your way and Placing some wagers on some of the games happening tonight if you want to get in on it. So betonline.ag, they are your online sportsbook experts. Go check them out today. remind you guys check out some of our awesome Locked On SEC podcasts for all of your favorite schools, including... Locked on Vols, now hosted by Eric Kane, who we had on the show last week. A lot going on with the Tennessee Volunteers, and Eric's doing an awesome job covering that. Or you want to do a Locked on Bulldogs with Daniel and Clint. Georgia, I'm very high on them. My team to beat in the SEC going into this season. So you can find all those different awesome Locked on podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. It's a sad day in the uh, sports world as uh, Tim Tebow his professional baseball career has come to an end. The New York Mets organization and the former Florida quarterback each released statements. The Mets said, quote, it has been a pleasure to have Tim in our organization, and he's been a consummate professional during his four years with the Mets. Uh, they said by reaching the AAA level in 2019, he far exceeded expectations when he first entered the system in 2016, and he should be very proud of his accomplishments. The announcement comes just days after Tebow was included in the team's non-roster spring training invitees. Tebow reached the AAA level in 2019. There was no minor league season, of course, last year with the coronavirus pandemic. And Tim Tebow uh, issued a statement via his Twitter account. He said, quote, I want to thank the Mets, the fans, and all my teammates for the chance to be a part of such a great organization. I loved every minute of the journey, but at this time I feel called in other directions. I never want to be partial, partially in on anything. I always want to be 100% on whatever I choose. Thank you again for everyone's support of this awesome journey in baseball. I'll always cherish my time as a Met. Tebow, um, of course, had not played baseball since high school when he signed with the Mets in 2016 playing with the Instructional League that, that fall. But in three professional uh, seasons, Tebow batted 223 with 107 runs scored, 48 doubles, three triples, 18 home runs, and 107 RBIs, five stolen bases in 287 minor league games played. So shout-out to Tim Tebow. We'll pour one out for you, bud, as uh, he retires from baseball, of course retired from football, and 
now does an awesome job as an analyst on ESPN and SEC Network, and his broadcasting career will go on. But how about that, man? A guy who actually got to play professionally in both the NFL and MLB. I know you know we've got guys like Deion Sanders and people like that in the past, but uh, it was a little sad he never made it to the big leagues and got to play as a as a Met. I I have to think if there were if there were minor leagues this past year and there were fans in the stands, in other words, if the coronavirus pandemic had never happened, I'm willing to bet the Mets maybe would have called Tebow up this past year and at least given him a couple-game run. Because, look, the Mets were struggling with talent, um, you know, and putting butts in the seats at times. They would have sold out the stadium for a couple of games if Tim Tebow made his big league debut. So, anyway, it's uh, it was a good run. Really cool that you know Tim Tebow answered a lot of the haters. It made it way longer in the minors than a lot of people would have thought. So, uh, shout out to him as he uh, officially calls it a baseball career. But we look forward to watching him continuing to cover college football and the SEC as we get into uh, the uh, the off season. Look ahead to next season. One more note before we get out of here: Charles Barkley. Of course, uh, Auburn alum was on the uh, Bill Simmons podcast this week, and he's not amused with how SEC football fans view uh, Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson. Of course, Vern, longtime CBS broadcaster, recently retired a couple years ago, but the uh, former and current SEC on CBS announcers came up during the conversation between Charles Barkley and Bill Simmons. Uh, On the podcast, the pair discussed how fans accuse analysts of being against their team you know, it's always, oh, this guy's biased. Oh, they want Alabama to win or whatever. But the conversation focused largely on NBA fandom, and Bar- Barkley brought up the SEC on CBS example. He said, you know who talks to me a lot about that? Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson. They do the SEC, which, are the worst fa- which is the worst fan bases in the history of civilization. You don't say everything good about my SEC school? Well, I hate your butt. That is what uh, Charles Barkley had to say. And look, it's... I think we can all admit to having watched some SEC games at times and thinking, man, Gary Danielson might seem biased against my team. Well, what I think is so funny is if you ask the opposing fan base who's playing that game, they'll say that he hates their team as well. So in my opinion, that might make a good broadcaster. If uh, you if everyone thinks that you hate their team or you're against them, then you're probably right. And to be honest with you, a lot of uh, people who think at times Gary and of course, Brad Nessler, who's, uh, who replaced Vern Lundquist, who's been doing this for a couple years now. If you ever think that they're talking glowingly, overly glowingly about Alabama, well, let's face it, Alabama's been seemingly on those SEC on CBS games on Saturday afternoons more often than anybody in recent years. And they have uh, obviously been very talented and played for a lot of championships. And so it would make sense that they might seem like homers at times because they're going to be talking glowingly about Alabama because Alabama's been very good, and they've been on the SEC on CBS for a long time. But anyway, I just want to pass that along. Charles Barkley taken up for his buddies Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson and the SEC on CBS crew, which days are numbered. Won't be much longer of the SEC on CBS. All the SEC games will move to the ESPN family of networks in the coming years. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. A little bit abbreviated just with our uh, weather situation, lack of power and availability on recording this podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening and subscribing. Uh, We had to reschedule with our buddy Kendall Rogers, hoping to get him on the podcast tomorrow as we head into opening weekend of the SEC baseball 
But either way, whether Kendall joins us or not tomorrow, we'll definitely get into previewing a lot of the different teams across the SEC opening their baseball season this weekend. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked on SEC.